And when you come to that place where you're grieving, you're bringing pain to the Holy Spirit because He is a person. But when you have a great conscience in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit can move just the way He wants to move. He can empower you. He can use you. And then other people will be able to see your witness that you're a man, you're a woman full of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, it's good to have you with us today as Roll begins our study of 2 Timothy with a challenge to make more room in your life for quiet moments with God. You'll see that if your free time consists of long sessions watching television or browsing social media, you may be shortchanging what the Lord wants to do in and through you. Stay with us to find out why it's important to make some positive changes in your schedule. Join us now in 2 Timothy. Here's Raul Reese. In beginning in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, we see the greeting. Paul has a greeting always. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. The same letter, the same introduction. A little bit different. He's getting ready to leave. But time has come for Paul to go to heaven very soon. That's why he says, for me to live is Christ, but to die is to gain. But here Paul, an apostle, according to the plan of God, according to the will of God, that he is an apostle, one that is to be sent out, an ambassador. There are no apostles today. But there are ambassadors There are servants, and Paul the Apostle says, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Don't ever go anywhere apart from the will of God. We have to be in the center of Christ so I can be in His perfect will. And the will of God for Paul was to suffer. I met so many people in wheelchairs. I met so many people in hospitals, in bed. And a lot of times I said, why me? Why do I sit here and I'm the one that is suffering? Well, if you're a Christian, you understand that God chooses who he wants. He knows who you are. He knows who I am. And when he knows us, how can we doubt what he says or what he does in my life? I want to be in God's perfect will that God can use my life. And it's according to the promise of life. What promise of life? Eternal life. Forever. The promise, if you die, you'll be with me in heaven. I love that. By the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. My position is in Christ Jesus. Eternal life. Verse 2. To Timothy, a beloved son. He was like a father to Timothy. You know, it's been awesome for me to train young guys 
a long time and you watch when you were young and now you're old and you see these young guys really zealous for the Lord and they want to make sure they don't miss anything in their life. And that's a great attitude to have, especially if you want to be used by God. Because time flies by your life. But I love what he says in verse 2. He says, to Timothy, a beloved son, first thing he does, grace and mercy. When he writes to pastors, he's adding mercy to here. Grace, mercy, peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice what he says there. Grace, unmerited favor. Mercy, that is given to you and me, and then the peace of God that passes all understanding. Peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. You kind of wonder the way the world is heading. What's going to happen to young people? And the devil probably is happy that we're going through this situation in America and the world. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of people in churches that are giving up Christ. Because they will say, well, if you're my Savior, my Lord, why haven't you taken care of this situation or this problem? But at the same time, Christ knows what he's doing in your life, in my life. And you can't complain, murmur, and complain. You can't do that. Remember what happened to Israel when they murmur and complain. We need to be not only faithful to him. We need to learn how to wait for him. To do, to speak. To use us in such a powerful way that by the time I get to verse 3, I can say, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. Do you have a pure conscience tonight? Or is something bothering your conscience? Things you did yesterday that are bothering today, they were not in Christ Jesus. A pure conscience. The way we have to be thankful to the Lord To be pure is to be in total submission to Jesus Christ. To have a pure mind, you got to get into the Word of God and read things about God. You know why? The Word of God cleanses your mind. You can't be reading and praying and then turn on the television and watch things you shouldn't be watching. And that's why Paul here is very straight. I thank God whom I serve. With a pure conscience, and my forefathers did, going back to the Old Testament. And without ceasing, I don't stop. I remember you in my prayers night and day. Isn't that cool? You should underline that. Praying day and night. For who? For people that you know. We can't be selfish in prayer. We need to recognize in the book of Revelation, you've heard it before, the prayer of the saints are surrounding the throne of God. Some he answers now, some he'll answer in the future. Your prayers are standing before the Lord. And I think that it's important for me and for you, how do we need today, not only instead of just talking, but worshiping and waiting before the Lord and speaking to the Lord on our knees, or sitting, or lying down, however you want to do it, please speak to God. He wants to speak to you. And you probably get tired of me saying this, but what about you're listening to your iPads, your computer, all these things that you're giving so much time to, but you're not giving enough time to God. And that's why so many people are in trouble. 
You're watching, you're listening to things you shouldn't be watching or listening to. It's polluting your conscience. It's polluting your mind. It's polluting your life in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is grieved. The word grieve in the Greek means that it brings forth what? It grieves the Holy Spirit. What happens when you see that? All of a sudden the Holy Spirit can't work in your life anymore. He can't work in your life until you repent. And when you come to that place where you're grieving, you're bringing pain to the Holy Spirit because He is a person. But when you have a great conscience in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit can move just the way He wants to move. He can empower you. He can use you. And then other people will be able to see your witness that you're a man, you're a woman, full of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul talks about. So important, as I was reading this. Be unchained to the Lord. Not chained to the world. Prayers in time of trials. Time that we need to spend time alone with the Lord. Because maybe what you've gone through today, maybe what you're going to go through tomorrow. But you notice Paul's love here for Timothy, verse 4. He says, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Timothy was crying for Paul, like a father. Paul wanted Timothy to deal not only with his problems there in Ephesus, but to get ready for him to take up the baton. Paul's saying, I'm getting ready to leave. Be ready, Timothy. Be ready, because I'm going to be gone to be with the Lord. Verse 5, When I call remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwell first in your grandmother, notice, Louise, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. His father was a Greek. His grandma and mother were Jews. And so here you have Paul the Apostle. I found it interesting that as I was reading about Louise, that not only they had received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but his grandma and his mom are the ones that taught him as a little child about Jesus. About Jesus. How many mothers I've known, my wife's one of them, teaching our children, spending time with them, praying with them, reading them the Word of God, giving them stories. And when you do that, you'll have great results. Your son and your daughter may go you know, to the right or to the left. They'll get into the world. But it doesn't mean eternally. The Holy Spirit, all the things they've learned about God in their lives, remember it's in their hearts. And the Holy Spirit's a person. And what is he going to do? Convict them and draw them back to the Lord. Drawing them back to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to email Raul personally with your prayer request and Bible questions, his address is pastorraul at somebodylovesyou.com. You can also visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for resources to enrich your faith walk. Now back to more from 2 Timothy. And maybe you're here tonight. And maybe you're going through something in your life with your children. They're being disobedient. They're no longer teenagers. They're young adults. They cuss at you. They put you down. 
And they do things they shouldn't be doing to a father or to a mother. But we have those situations. We have those problems in the church today and outside of the church. And parents, some parents are afraid of their children. It shouldn't be that way. Parents love their children. And children need to understand my mom, my dad love me. They don't hate me. Yes, they have to be disciplined. Timothy, he says again, which dwell first in your grandmother, Louise, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is you also, he says. I know that they're godly women. Verse 6. Therefore, because of what I just told you, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. The word gift here, or the word stir up here, is the word to keep a fire alive. Keep the fire of God alive. Don't put it out. The thing that will put God's fire out is sin. Sin. We all need that fire today, like never before, because of what's happening, what's taking place at this particular moment in so many homes and across the country. That when you stir up that fire, you keep it alive. He goes on to say, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Laying of hands. In the Old Testament, let's say in Paul's time, like he says here, in order for someone to be in ministry, they would pray for them, but then they would lay hands on them. Lay hands on them in front of people. as a testimony. God chose them, we chose them, and they're going to be part of the leadership now. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. You don't have to be fearful. But of power and of love and of sound mind. Notice that. Look what God has given to us already. The using of the gifts. Again, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind here is not only the privilege that God gives to us to go to things in our lives. The privilege. You mean the privilege of having cancer? No. The privilege that he is with us through the cancer. It is there to comfort us. It is there to touch us. Whatever your situation may be. When he talks about this love here, the kind of love that centers around on what? On pleasing God and seeking his other, what? His will and seeking others' warfare and praying for them. Not just for yourself. But for others. And then he says, therefore, so he starts a whole new thing again. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, Paul, his prisoner. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, the message concerning Jesus. Paul did not want Timothy to be ashamed. To be ashamed of what Paul was going through and what Timothy would be facing in his own personal life in time to come. And that's what he's praying about here concerning his message. But share with me the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. He's talking about coming persecution in the future or at this present time. Who has saved us 
and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. We're not saved by works. We're saved by what? Faith, grace. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever begun. Notice that. God has been in control through his son, Jesus Christ, in my life, in your life, in what you are today, in what you will be tomorrow, and in the future. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who was abolished dead and brought life, immortality, light through the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ, he gave us what? He gave us the hope. The hope of his coming. And one day we're not going to be here. But when he talks here about, notice, abolish dead. What did Jesus Christ do? He came, he died, he rose again. So that we could have the assurance that this is not just this world. This is a world to come. But you got to die to get to that world. Hell or heaven. And that's why I make it such an important thing in my life. And I tell people because I say, look, at you're enjoying all this today. What about your future? You don't believe in God? Well, great. But where are you going to spend eternity? How do you think God's going to touch your life? And Paul said it very clearly in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. We do not remain the same. We're changed. Verse 11. Here's Paul's threefold ministry. To which I was appointed. Notice, he didn't make himself an apostle. He was appointed as a preacher, a soul winner, an ambassador, an apostle, and a teacher. A teacher, what I'm doing tonight here, teaching the Word of God. And that's what Calvary Chapel does, teach the Bible. An instructor, teaching God's Word. To who? Of the Gentiles. For this reason... I also suffered these things. Notice. The reason is because of the Gentiles. The Jews hated Paul. And they persecuted him. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Paul had entrusted his life to God. To the Lord. To the Lordship of Christ. He loved what Christ was doing. He loved preaching and teaching the Gentiles. And the Gentiles loved Paul. Hold fast, Paul declares. The pattern of sound words. Sound doctrine. Which you have heard from me. As he was teaching in the word of God. He wasn't a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon. Unitarian or whoever else. He was a disciple of Jesus Christ. A teacher of the word of God. Not a teacher of a Bible that was made up by somebody else. But by the Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul says. Hold fast the pattern of sound words. Which you have heard from me. In faith. I love that. In love which are in Christ Jesus. My position is in Christ Jesus. Sound words, your commitment to spiritual doctrine, the teaching of God's word. To faith, God's word to us in his time, not our time. 
The kindness of Jesus Christ, the kindness and compassion that Paul the Apostle had for his own friends in the ministry. The good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of God, the mercy of God was given to us, given to them. And what does he say? The good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Notice all of us here. The need of Christ's life that I have to have in my own personal life. The treasure of salvation. This you know, that all those in Asia, that's part of Turkey, of Asia, have turned away from me, among whom are Phalgilius and Hamoyes. Now, this is what happened here. These guys were walking with Christ, walking with God, and then all of a sudden something happened and they left Paul. They left their ministry. They left their relationship with Christ. And the two names here do not know anything about it. We don't know anything about these two. But imagine, for all eternity, their names are written in the Bible. They never thought they were going to get their names written in the Bible. But it's not good. They departed. They apostatized. They left the truth for the lie. Be careful with that. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Aniferous. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. And Paul the apostle not only gave them the gospel of Jesus Christ, but Paul was a servant to them. He was from Ephesus. A loyal, loyal person to Paul and to others in the kingdom of God. But when he arrived in Rome, so he went to Rome, Notice the love he has for Paul. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out. Can you believe that? He went around Rome. Hey, have you guys heard of Paul the Apostle? Do you know where he is? And that's how he found Paul. He loved Paul so much that he went out and did not want to leave unless he saw Paul the Apostle. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. How do you think he felt when he saw Paul in chains? Probably beaten. No sleep, not the right food, filthy, dirty, and yet Paul praised God. And he praised the Lord. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, a real servant, a real Christian. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Imagine that. On Ephesus, faithful, he began not only with Paul the Apostle, but for many years he says he was with Paul the Apostle, and Paul the Apostle not only ministered to him, but he was ministered to by this young man here. Man, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Paul the Apostle. I want to make sure that in the race that I run that I may finish well, but I do not give up in my faith in Jesus Christ. If he is for me, then who can be against me and who can be against you? It's so easy for all of us to waste mindless hours on our devices, so it's good to be reminded to unplug and give God our full attention. 
You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's program from 2 Timothy chapter 1 can be yours in its complete form for a donation of $5 or more. If you'd like to get a copy, just call us at 800-634-9165. We'd like to equip you to walk with Christ more effectively with a helpful resource. It's a book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth. This book from Rawl provides an overview of the Lord's grand design for all those who surrender to His will. As you ground your heart and mind in God's saving love, you'll rediscover the rich blessings of faith-filled obedience. To order Rawl's book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth, just visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your copy for $10 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that number is 800-634-9165 or you may prefer to write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. One of the chief goals of this ministry is to be a resource for believers. With that in mind, we'd like to point you to our website, somebodylovesyou.com. You'll find a library of print and audio resources on many topics that point all of us to a faithful walk with Christ. And you'll also be able to listen to our current study, download our mobile app, and much more. Don't forget, this is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts help keep us on the air, and we're grateful for your partnership. Well, it's a blessing to study God's Word with you, and we invite you to join us next time for more in 2 Timothy. Together, we'll think about our role as soldiers for Christ, finding assurance of the Holy Spirit's powerful presence on the battlefield of our lives. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.